morning. Welcome to the Australian Early Finance Briefing for Thursday, the 1st of October. My name's Nick here in Melbourne, starting with gas supplies where we left off yesterday, the dwindling East Coast supplies. It happens to be that late yesterday, the New South Wales government gave planning approval to the Narrabri coal seam gas project being led by Santos. They are expecting to invest $3.6 billion into this project. It wouldn't come online for about five years. And it's sort of seen as one of the answers to this gas shortage. And it's been sort of warmly received by some industrial heavyweights in New South Wales, with some of the big manufacturers announcing $2 billion of additional capital investments in their businesses emanating from this project. It's only actually meant to reduce gas costs um, in, in Sydney by 4 to 12% from when the project opens in 2025. That's based on modeling from ACIL Allen. Now, the other thing to consider is the, the, so the huge capital cost and the alternatives to these gas supply issues. So Andrew Forrest is leading a project for a gas import terminal where gas will be shipped from probably the Northwest Shelf over to New South Wales and straight into the gas network. Now, obviously that would add costs in terms of the transporting of the gas, but in terms of the capital needed to get that set up, it's far less. So that's projects expect to only cost 250 million. So in an environment and an economy and financial markets where it's not so much the, the long-term profitability, but more the capital flows into the particular energy projects, such as new gas projects, the, the, the risk of a huge you know, $3.6 billion project is really high considering where capital flows are moving at the moment. Quick airline update and Regional Express Airlines having previously announced that they want to capture some market share on the intercity east coast routes in Australia. They have acquired some 737 jets. Currently their fleets are all props. These 737s happen to come from, guess where? Virgin Airlines, though some of the least ones they had that were surplus to their requirements. They're 737-800s, the NG series, so fairly new, only about 15 years old, newer than a lot of Qantas's. And they yeah, expect to start flying Melbourne, Sydney in March. And moving to credit markets now, and we mentioned recently that the high yield space in the US had been experiencing record issuance. That's also occurring in the IG space. So the market there has 163 billion US dollars in IG issuance for September, and that's a record on the previous September and almost every month this year since March has had a record monthly issuance. However, Bloomberg suggests that this momentum will sort of taper off, suggesting that most companies that would have taken advantage of these ultra low rates being suppressed by the Fed's market interventions will have already taken advantage by now. So they expect that to sort of slow down in October onwards. Goldman Sachs has also done an analysis of the types of companies that have been issuing in the junk space. And they found that almost all of them, or a huge majority, have been heavily impacted by the virus. So most of the high yields have been other commodity companies, ones that are on government support, ones that are directly disrupted or indirectly disrupted by the pandemic. So it sort of suggests there that the, the intention of the Fed was to support you know, some of these companies that are otherwise viable, and it appears that you know, the, the market is actually having that happen.
Moving to the markets now, in about an hour after open, the S&P is up about 1% in the US. That's on the back of promising news from the Treasury Secretary saying he's close to making a deal with the Democrats to pass the big second round of stimulus, the CARES Act 2. So that's buoying market sentiment this morning. Here in Australia, we have the manufacturing PMI data coming up later today. That's your update for Thursday. Have a great day. This podcast is for investment professionals only and should not be relied upon by private investors. The podcast is provided for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial advice. The values of investments can go up or down, so you may get back less than you initially invest.